Well, now I'm going to invite our friend Malin to share this morning's gospel reading with us. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing the white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings! And they all came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So one of the things that I said earlier is that that one of the most difficult parts of the last few weeks has been this sense of isolation and feelings of, of loneliness that we've been experiencing. And I also said that Easter Sunday morning is a moment to remember that we are not alone. No matter where we are, God is with us. No matter where we might be, no matter how cooped up we feel, Jesus is with us. God's Holy Spirit is all around us and within us. And today is a day for remembering that Jesus can find us in whatever room we're in, just as he found the disciples in the upper room on Easter Sunday. And today is a day for remembering that even in the grave, even in the moment of death, we are not alone. Jesus has walked that road already and he accompanies us even in the moment of death. And so uh, this morning as we as we give thanks for the fact that we are not alone, as we give thanks for the, the connection that we have to God and to believers around the world, uh, I've got a special treat for you this morning. Now this morning we're going to, to enjoy a message from our Michigan Bishop David Bard. Uh, our Bishop has been, been leading courageously these last several weeks, has been making difficult decisions and has been been doing doing what he had to do in order to to keep our congregations healthy and to keep our communities safe. We are so grateful for his leadership and today I'm grateful for the fact that he has offered a message, a message that will be shared by United Methodists all around the state of Michigan this morning. As uh, as the bishop begins preaching this morning, I invite you to take a deep breath and reach out your hearts to to connect with United Methodists all around the state of Michigan. And let's give thanks for for the message we're going to receive and for the preacher this morning. Greetings in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the peace and power of the Holy Spirit. I'm David Bard, the bishop for the United Methodist Church here in Michigan. Whether you're watching this on Easter Sunday, or maybe the Sunday following Easter, or knowing how long things live online, whether it's the middle of the summer or even next winter, Thank you for giving me the privilege of your time. One of the traditional greetings shared in the Christian faith on Easter Sunday is, Christ is risen, risen indeed. It is a greeting meant to be offered with joy and enthusiasm, though maybe in the upper Midwest, enthusiasm takes milder forms. Christ is risen, risen indeed. Let's be honest, though. Given the coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic, Enthusiastic Easter greetings can feel a little hollow. 
Our joy this Easter is tinged with grief and sorrow. Perhaps someone we know has contracted the virus and been made sick. Perhaps someone in your family has even lost their lives to COVID-19. We have friends and family members and church members who have lost jobs. We worry about friends and relatives who work in healthcare or in other jobs, which put them at greater risk. In my family, we have physicians and healthcare workers, one of whom is a COVID-19 survivor, and we're deeply grateful to be able to say that. The Easter Alleluia's can feel a little hollow this year. We seem stuck in Lent. Lent seems to be the permanent season of our lives right now. It feels like the heavy stone remains stuck over the grave. We're not together in the same place to sing the Easter hymns. We're not together to embrace one another warmly, and we wonder when next we will be able to do that. We're not together to watch the sun rise or to share an Easter breakfast. I will not soft-pedal how difficult a time this is. We are going through something that none of us has ever gone through in our lifetimes. No lilting lily language can simply roll away our pain, our fear, our frustration, our grief, our difficulty. I know. I understand. I share some of those same feelings. This Easter Sunday, I also want you to know that that God understands. God is not aloof from our pain and suffering. God does not shy away from our frustration. Rather, the God of Easter is, in the words of a philosopher, the great companion, the fellow sufferer who understands. I hope you hear that good news this Easter. But there is more. This is not the end of the good news The words of the prophet Jeremiah speak to me and to us today. Again, I will build you and you shall be built. Again, you shall take your tambourines and go forth in the dance of merrymakers. Again, you shall plant vineyards on the mountains. Those words were written to a people who had been militarily vanquished and exiled from their homeland. They were people whose entire lives had been turned upside down and inside out. These were words written to people who knew pain and sorrow and disorientation and fear. The good news in those words is that such times will end and renewed life will come again. Again, Easter is an again kind of day. Today we need to hear that life outside the coronavirus and stay home, stay safe orders, that life will come again. Again, we will build. Again, we shall take our tambourines and dance the dance of the merrymakers. And again, we may dance a little differently in the upper Midwest, but we will dance. Again, we will plant. Again, toilet paper and hand sanitizer will be plentiful on the shelves. Though like returning exiles, this experience will continue to shape us. We will not forever be confined to our homes afraid to offer a hug. This time will end and something approaching normality will come again, but we will be different for having traveled this road, hopefully a little kinder, a little more patient, a little more appreciative of the simple gifts of life. I think of Jane Kenyon's poem, Otherwise, in which she reflects on the joy and pleasure of simple objects, 
simple tasks, simple gifts. The poem begins like this. I got out of bed on two strong legs. It might have been otherwise. And she goes on in her poem to notice the taste of cereal and fresh peaches. She celebrates a walk with a dog, good work, an afternoon nap with her husband, dinner on a table with candlesticks, a room with paintings on the walls. And her poem ends with these powerful words, but one day I know it will be otherwise. Friends, right now we know that experience of otherwise, of been taken out of our routines. Stay home, stay safe is an otherwise experience. Something more normal will return. But when that again day comes, when again we build and plant and play music and dance, May we do so with a deeper appreciation for life's good gifts. May we do so with a little more kindness, a little more grace, a little more forgiveness. Easter has something to do with that sort of again. But before celebrating those again moments in his writing, the prophet Jeremiah speaks these words. The people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness. Easter is about again. It is an again kind of day. These days of severe social distancing will end and renewed life will come. But with that promise, we might also ask where it is we have experienced grace in the wilderness. The people who survived the sore found grace in the wilderness. Frankly, some days it feels as if we're still being chased by the sword. But might there be grace in the wilderness. And what might that look like? I've experienced grace in the wilderness when I've seen Michigan United Methodists rise to the occasion to be in ministry together in new ways. Ministries that feed the hungry and shelter the homeless have adapted to these strange and difficult circumstances. When we've been unable to gather together for worship and prayer, our churches have found ways to reach out through the internet and social media. The phone has become a remarkable tool again for pastoral care. People have continued to be generous with their churches even in this challenging time. Prayer has been intensified. You, Michigan United Methodists, have been grace in the wilderness for others. And seeing that, I have experienced grace in the wilderness. I've also witnessed other powerful and profound acts of kindness. You've prayed for my family when her son-in-law, a physician in Germany, was diagnosed with COVID-19, and you've offered prayers for our daughter, who is also a physician. The other day, as I was at home working, I saw children come up to our sidewalk with chalk, and they wrote, stay safe, be the good people, and added smiley faces to their message. People are sewing face masks. They're finding new ways to thank healthcare workers and postal workers and grocery store clerks. Grace in the wilderness. We know such grace, and we can be such grace for others. And there will be grace in the wilderness as we learn something about ourselves and our spirituality in this time. Let's not forget the lessons we may be learning in this wilderness time. To be sure, there are lessons about washing our hands for 20 seconds that we should continue to carry forward. But we're also learning new ways to connect with each other and reach out to each other. 
We're learning, I think, something about the power of relationships. We're learning something about our resilience rooted in God's grace and in the power of God's Spirit. We're learning something about the incredible love of God. In the words of Jeremiah, God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. There's grace in these lessons that we are learning in this difficult wilderness time, and we can carry them forward just like the risen Christ carried forward the marks of his crucifixion. And we've come back around to Easter again. Easter is an again day. With Easter, we trust that our current difficulty will end and better days will come round again. Now, while most public health experts are assuring us of this too, we as people of faith hold that hope with a certain depth and a certain zest. And while we, like everybody else, wants to emerge from this crisis We are committed to emerging a little kinder, a little more patient, a little more appreciative of life's simple gifts, a little wiser, a little more compassionate. With Easter, we trust that there are things we can learn even in this wilderness time. We trust that there is grace to be found even in this wilderness time. We trust that such grace will help see us through and help make us better. We trust that God, again, continues to work on our souls. But Easter is an even more profound, again, kind of a day. More profound than simply saying we will get through this and might learn something. Easter proclaims a God who is always about agains, always about new beginnings, always about resurrection, always about the power of love. Easter does not deny pain and anguish and difficulty and sorrow. The whole Easter story takes seriously the reality of evil, corruption, injustice, pain, and death. Jesus is betrayed by a friend. Angry crowds rail against him. Political and religious leaders conspire to silence him. Friends deny and abandon him. There is death and darkness and the silence of a tomb. Easter does not deny pain and anguish and difficulty and sorrows. But Easter offers us an again. The voice of an angel and a great again. Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here for he has been raised. Christ the Lord is risen today. Compassion wins again. Justice wins again. Forgiveness wins again. Love wins again. Just as the power of God's love in raising Jesus overcame death, so Easter arrives for us in the midst of this difficult time. Just as God's love, fully present in the life and teaching and healing of Jesus, could not be encased in a tomb, but burst forth into new life that first Easter, so we are touched by the power of that everlasting resurrection love today and again. This is an Easter-like No other we have experienced. And we trust that there are better days ahead. Yet even now, Christ is risen. Today, we can hear the voice of the risen Jesus say to us, Greetings. Do not be afraid. Know you are loved by God with an everlasting love. Know that Christ is risen even as we celebrate Easter in the shadow of a virus. Know that even now there is grace to be experienced. Know even now you can share the grace of the risen Christ with others, maybe through a note, 
a word of thanks, a phone call, a prayer, a contribution, any small act of kindness, any act to make the world better. Know that in every act of kindness and compassion and grace, we proclaim a risen Christ. Friend, loving, we proclaim that tenderness wins again, that justice wins again, that compassion wins again, that love wins again. I think of the words of another poem, this by Maya Angelou. We, unaccustomed to courage, exiles from delight, live coiled in shells of loneliness until love comes into our sight to liberate us into life. And later it is only love which sets us free. Easter, Easter is about the great again of love a love that liberates and frees and gives life. Easter is about a God whose resurrection love overcomes even death. Life lived in the light of Easter is a life lived with compassion and tenderness and justice and authenticity and gentleness and faith and hope and love and joy. When we live this way, we proclaim the risen Christ and celebrate a resurrecting God. Hear again the good news. Christ is risen, risen indeed. Hear it again. Live it again, and again, and again. Amen. Friends, the ministry of the church continues even in this difficult and strange time. And we depend on your prayers. Your local church depends on your being a part of its ministry. And your local church depends on your financial resources. I hope that as you're listening to this service, you might go online to give to your local congregation, write a check and send it to your church. Thank you for helping us be in ministry together in that way.